Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 295 of Linux in the Hampshire. We want to thank you for picking us out of your podcatcher and downloading and listening. We always appreciate when folks decide to pick us up and see what we have to talk about because we are the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And if you don't believe us, just look up what terrific actually means. And uh, I should probably go ahead and introduce myself and my co-hosts. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD. Oh, Bill's like, He's now, crackling again. No, he's not crackling, but you got to bring your audio up just to skosh. He was fine skosh. a minute ago. Uh, yeah. Okay, a skosh. A just, skosh. just a skosh. One, one uh, little skosh. Uh, is it skoshed up enough? Um, I think it'll be fine. I could bring up a little bit more. No, that's, that's good right there. Yep. Right there. Okay. No more. No more. No more. <laughs> Absolutely no more. No more. Not, not even one half skosh more. <laughs> no more skoshes. Hold yeah, on right. the skosh. <laughs> what about like an eighth of a skosh? No. <laughs> All right. An eighth of a, I don't even know what an eighth of a skosh would be. But well, I don't know what a half of a skosh is either. So <laughs> and a skosh is. So we've established that we're it's not well defined out, out of our out of our depth. So somebody want to do a quick look up on the Urban Dictionary for I'm skosh? Looking, yep. I'm looking. I'm <laughs> looking. Uh, I don't even know how to spell skosh. So. Um. Well, actually, there's three different... Google is your friend, I guess. A small uh, amount or a little. Yeah, S-K-O-S-H. Oh, how about that? Does, what's the origin? Um, the Japanese. Or- Sukoshi. Sukoshi? Yeah, Sukoshi. that's exact. Yeah, 1950s. Very cool. I speak Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, moving on. We have a show to do, and this is our deep dive week. So today we're going to be deep diving into a contest logger. A specific contest logger known as TLF, uh, that's Tango Lima Foxtrot. And uh, before we get into that, we'll just take a look here at the website for TLF and tell you what TLF says about itself. Um, the project has been taken over by uh, Ryan Cooperus, Papa Alpha Zero Romeo, uh, back in 2009. So TLF has been around a while. Um, and maintenance and further development is now handled by Tom. Beer line, Delta Lima One, Juliet Bravo Echo. Uh, what is TLF? It's a curses-based console mode general logging and contest program for amateur radio. One of the things that comes up a lot in the Linux in the Hamshack world is contest logging. Um, there are, well, there is one sort of standout contest logger in the Windows world, November One Mike Mike, and that one is the one everyone likes to use because it has lots of features. The biggest problem with N1MM is it's not available in Linux. And not only is it not available natively in Linux, it doesn't work under Wine either. So there's always discussion about what can we use instead of N1MM. Unfortunately, there really isn't a true one-to-one equivalency between something in the Linux world and N1MM. But there are contest loggers. Um, we've mentioned a few of them. Um, Toosnock is a contest logger. YFK test is a contest logger. TLF is a contest logger. We've talked about all of these in the past, but we've never done a deep dive into any of them particularly. I looked up when we... when the Linux in the Hamshack website says we have references to some of these and they go back starting with episode like 95 and before. So it's been a long time. So TLF is one that came up because of a couple of emails that we got to the show. And I'm going to go ahead and read those in a second, but let me 
finish um, what the TLF description is. Um, it supports several different amateur radio contests, and it can support any amateur radio contest if someone like yourself is willing to create the rules definitions. Uh, it supports QSO's uh, CW, SSB, digital mode. It also has a de-expedition mode. It interfaces with CW Demon or WinKeyer Demon for Morse code and digital voice keying, or digital keying, sorry, not voice keying. Uh, connects to a number of different radios, anything that's supported by HamLive because it has HamLive integration. And it has a built-in DX cluster client. So there's a lot of stuff here. It's actually fairly actively maintained. Version 1.4 was released a few months ago. Uh, there are still commits to the Git repo, but there hasn't been a an actual version release in a little while. Uh, but there are definitely commits being added, uh, certainly within the last 60 days or so as of this recording. Uh, YFK test uh, does not have quite as much activity as far as updates and stuff. It's still a perfectly functional contest logger. It's NCURSE based just like this one. Uh, so it's low resource utilization. It runs inside of a terminal console and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, X windows or, you know, heavyweight hardware or anything like that. It's certainly run on a Raspberry Pi. Or, or anything along those lines. So anyway, let's go to my notes where we can talk about a couple of emails that brought the TLF contest logger to light. Uh, the first is one that we got a couple of months ago from Bob, K4RFK. And I think we've read this on the show before, but I'm going to read it again because the next email, which we got a couple of days ago, sort of references this email even if it doesn't reply to it directly actually i'm going to let somebody else do this because i'm going to be doing a lot of talking so who wants to read the first one and who wants to read the reply <laughs> well i can take one and i can do the other all right well you read the you read the one from bob and then we'll let bill take the, the really long reply so. <laughs> okay we'll do that so okay so our first email is from bob k4rfk says, hello, Russ, Cheryl, and Bill. Been listening to your podcast since the early days of Russ, Richard, and the Badger. Miss those Badgers. I'm just getting back into ham radio and looking to set up my shack using Linux. I always enjoyed contesting, and although I have SD working on my Linux box, I'd like to use a native Linux contesting program. However, I can't get either TLF nor YTK to work. Is there any way you could put one of these programs on your Ubuntu spin? If you could do that, I'd wipe my drive and install your version of Ubuntu. How about it? Bob, K4RFK. Now, he says YTK. I'm assuming he's meaning YFK test. Um, yeah. Because there is no logger called YTK. <laughs> um, and I Googled that earlier just to confirm that I wasn't missing something. So yeah, I'm pretty I sure he... YFK test was in our build, but I could be wrong. YFK test probably is... Um, it doesn't expose a menu option. That's for sure. It's a, it's a console, right, console only app. program. I'm not sure about TLF. TLF is in the Debian repos, but I'm not sure at what level, like I said, my Hamshack computer is running bullseye right now, which I think is pre 11 and it is in there, but I'm not sure how far back it goes. So I'm not sure if the Ubuntu respin, it, our Ubuntu respin has TLF or not. Yeah. I'll have to check that. Uh, but in either case, we can address that later. But it turns out that one of our longtime listeners, Koos, from over in the Netherlands, Koos PE4KH, was actually referencing uh, his experiences with TLF and YFK test and does a sort of um, not quite deep dive, but sort of light dive comparison between the two in his estimation. And Bill, you can feel free to uh, read as much or as little of this as you want. So. Yeah, we'll just kind of go plow through it. So again, this is from Koos. So uh, he says, uh, on the always interesting subject of contest software for Linux, it's bigger than a comment and smaller than a deep dive. I have used both YFK test and TLF, and I can give my opinion, the disclaimers or why this is very limited review. I am a, the I am the proverbial Linux in the Hamshack audience. I only use Linux for my amateur radio-related computing. I've seen and contested with N1MM at the radio club, always set up by others. 
I am a casual solo contester, and that means participation happens because I check the contest calendar to see what is available and match my skills and available time. I am a digital mode contester. Local noise makes it hard to understand single sideband signals, but uh, there's one regular phone CW contest, the IARU HF contest, in which I have participated in the phone part once with uh, YFK test and once with TLF. In contests, I usually use the do this SMP mode, and that's the uh, search and pounce. That means uh, you're not calling CQ, but you're actually just getting everybody else that's calling CQ. And uh, to find it, the interesting stations that I can hear and can hear me. So this is my opinion comparing uh, my experiences. Uh, both are text mode programs, which try to mimic DOS-based contest programs. No dragging around windows. You'll have to deal with how how the makers decide to set up the screen. Also, the, on the graphical system, try to find the biggest and most readable mono space font to fill as much of your screen with the contesting software as possible. I'm assuming high DPI is ick. <laughs> <laughs> the role of a contest logging software is uh, making it easier to log contacts in a contest. Uh, it does this by automating a lot of the tasks in a CW contest by keeping the log and showing the outgoing serial number if needed. And it's a plus when the contest log can keep a live claim score in the contest uh, when it can connect to a DX cluster and show possible contacts being uh, contacts being spotted. Both packages can do basic contesting and scorekeeping. TLF is the only one that supports DX clusters. YFK test is written in Perl and TLF is in C. Uh, for adding a new contest to YFK test, you will soon have to do some programming in Perl to handle the score calculations. For a new contest in TLF, you may have to do some C programming. <laughs> uh, YFK test has no cluster support, but TLF does have it, as said before. This is a huge difference to me. With TLF, I could uh, open a cluster window showing me where the new calls were spotted on and what frequencies recent contacts were so I could hunt for the interesting new calls and mults. Uh, specific to the IARU HF contest and my use of packages, YFK supports the IARU HF contest out of the box, so it gets the multipliers right. When I did the uh, same contest with TLF, I asked about it on the list, and someone shared a configuration right at the beginning of the contest, so it worked. Mostly, I, it did not count the multipliers correctly, so I had no idea of the claim score during the contest, but, but both are open source and welcome to any additions. Looking at the commit history on TLF is somewhat more uh, active recently. If you want to, to really add a contest to either of them, you'll probably have to start thinking about that months before the contest and take your time to debug your rule scoring configuration if you want good scoring during the contest. It will probably stick, uh, I, I'll, I will probably stick to TLF because of the cluster support. And that, again, is from Coos, PE4KH. All right, very good. <laughs> so now that we've read the email, I guess the episode is over. <laughs> yeah there you go that was your small yeah, that was the whole, right thanks to coos our new uh show co-host and uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right no so i did want to touch a little bit more on tlf because we did get this uh interesting sort of thirty thousand foot overview of, of tlf and one person's view of how it works compared to another contest logger under Linux YFK test. As he said, both of them are NCURSES based. They run in terminal windows. So there's no X windows overhead. You can run them straight from the command line. Uh, YFK test. Now, I don't remember if YFK test was in the packages. I built it from source uh, when I ran it. I I'm guessing it might be in the packages at some level, maybe in the testing distro for Debian uh, and, and later Ubuntu's, I'm not sure. But TLF is definitely in at least the testing distro as early as Stretch, I think. Um, and in Bullseye and uh, Buster, it was at 1.3.2, if I remember correctly. The latest version that comes from the Git repo is 1.4. So if you want the latest version, you're going to have to get it using Git and download it and build it yourself. Now, I will say that in this particular case, it's very, very easy to download and build yourself. There's not a lot of dependencies for it. And the TLF website, tlf.github.io, actually walks you through everything you need to, to do to install it on a Debian-based distribution. Uh, there's a few commands. There's an apt install of a couple of dependency development packages that you need. There's the idea of going into the source, running a couple of commands, auto reconf and a configure script to actually create the make files. And then it's a make, make install for doing that. And they set it up to install in the regular user directories like user bin and user share. 
I like to always put built packages into local. So where they specify dot slash configure dash dash prefix equals user and data data directory equals user share. I do user local and user local share. That way I can easily differentiate what's been installed on the system via git and build versus what's been installed via package application. Because things that are installed by packages almost never that I've ever seen go into local. Um, so local is kind of the construct for doing builds, um, source builds. Um, and then it's pretty well documented. There is a help.txt, which is available inside of the application. There's a readme, an install file. All of these are available whether you're installed by package or by Git repo. Uh, like I said, 1.4 is the one that's available through the Git repository right now. It's the one that I downloaded and built and ran, and I'm actually running it. And the nice thing about the fact that it's a terminal application, for example, right now my Hamshack computer is uh, a Debian machine running Bullseye across the room, and I'm recording this on a Mac Mini. But since Mac Mini is running essentially BSD Unix, I have an SSH client, so I can SSH over to my Hamshack computer, type TLF at the command line, and it will pop up and run absolutely perfectly. I don't have to forward X. I don't have to transmit video over my SSH connection. I'm just running it natively on my Hamshack computer uh, in NCurses mode, and it works perfectly right inside a terminal window. Uh, it's super lightweight, and one thing, um, it's it's these command line loggers, they have a lot of keyboard commands. Because they don't use the mouse integration, because they're terminal-based, you have to do everything by keyboard. So there are a lot of keyboard shortcuts to do anything with these. Um, so the biggest problem with getting any of them to function or to learn how to get any of them to function is to figure out what keys you need to press to do what things. So in the case of TLF, there's a couple of ways to do it. Once you're in the application, you can type, uh, I think it's Alt-F or Alt-H, sorry, Alt-H or Control-H, one of the two. Um, we'll actually bring up the help screen. I think it's Control-H. I'm on a Mac, so the keys are there. They're defined differently. Um, but if that doesn't work for you, then the call sign entry field is actually where you can enter commands too. So the commands are prefixed with a colon, kind of like the Vi editor, and they're based on three letters. So if you wanted to get help while you've got TLF running, you just type in the, in the call sign field, you type colon H-E-L, and that will bring up the help text. So that's really easy. And once you're in there, it gives you all of the keyboard shortcuts and all of the uh, colon commands that work inside of the application. So you can just review that at your leisure and, you know, figure out you know, what does what and so on and so forth. But as far as basic data entry, it's really simple. You just enter your call sign and your exchange. You hit enter. It will dupe check. Uh, and then we'll keep score for you, you know, presuming that your contest rules and everything are set up the way they're supposed to be. So let's talk a little bit about what you have to do when you first start it up. Uh, to exit, by the way, colon QUI, pretty much straightforward. You can also do control X. Um, and again, the help text file has all of that information. So on my system, since I built from source, everything's going to be in user local. So all of the configuration on my system is in user local share TLF. And in there, there's a, there's a bunch of different uh, files, some of which you need to touch and some of which you don't. Um, but the most important one is called logcfg.dat. That is the logger's configuration file. Uh, at the very top of this file, there's a line that says rules equal. And you, what you want to put in there is the name of the contest you're running based on what it's called in the rules directory. There's a, there's a directory called user share, or well, in my case, user local share, TLF rules. And all of the rule definitions for that have been predefined will be in there. It defaults to CQ worldwide. Um, 
that's that's the default um this was written with an eye to uh cw operation uh that's why there's so much integration for win keyers uh and digit keyers and stuff like that um the the authors apparently at least initially really were were having this set up to do cw operation because a lot of it is designed that way it will auto send cqs if you're contesting it links up with your win keyer so it can do all of the actual digital mode operation uh, without you having to intervene in any way uh, but it is a basic contest logger as well so it interfaces fine for an ssb contest as well and also a digital mode uh, contest but uh, there is a predefined rule set for AWRL field day, which is pretty much the only contest that I participate in. It's called ARRLFD. It's in the rules directory. So if you want to start TLF and use that rule set, you have to edit log CFG.dat, change that first line so it says rules equals ARRLFD, save that file, and then run TLF, and it will go into ARL field day mode. If you don't already have a log directory or a log file defined, it will create one for you. Uh, it is called, what is it called? FD.log. I believe that's defined in the rules. Um, let me make sure of that just so I'm not wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think the log, the name of the, yeah, the name of the log file is defined in the rules. So if you do the CQ worldwide contest, for example, instead of that one, you'll create a log file called cqww.log and whatnot. And you can look at all these rule files. Uh, they're very easy to parse. They're pretty much human readable, and they will explain what basic information is used to create the, the log files, the file format, um, what the function keys are defined as, uh, so on and so forth, uh, additional options that you can use um, that are not necessarily set by default. Uh, you can even use voice key files, um, which are recorded wave files, which can be sent automatically and so on and so forth. Um, so all of those are defined in the rules files. Um, I did not investigate deep enough into this to figure out um, how to define rules files. I'm going to assume, I mean, that's a deeper dive that I really want to get into. Because <laughs> um, the contests that I want, that I would want to use are already defined. Um, and like who's pointed out in his email, if you wanted to do a contest that isn't predefined, you could certainly do it. You'd probably have to look at previously defined use files or rules files and figure out how to do the calculations in that yourself. Um, so uh, let me go back to my notes here. Okay. So like I said, uh, you can apt install this from package. You can do a, a git download and build uh, super easy. The link to the website is, of course, in the show notes. Uh, the build the build method is really simple, um, so you don't have to worry about that too much. Uh, configuration files, like I said, they're going to be in user share TLF or user local share TLF, depending on how you installed the software. Log CFG.dat is the important. Uh, configuration file, lots of different options in there. Uh, most of them are pretty much self-documenting, so you should be able to figure out what you want to change, anything you might need to change at that point. Uh, again, the very first line of the file is the rules equal file that defines what contest you're operating on. There are also some command line switches, um, which will help you operate with uh, customized configuration files and other options that might be useful to you, and you can access those by doing TLF uh, dash dash help. Uh, they'll give you all the options for how you can start TLF in, in alternate ways. Um, so again, the rules files, uh, many of them predefined. You can always add your own. Um, getting into the help file, like I said, uh, everything is accessed through a colon command inside the call sign entry field, um, or you can do control H within the application. That will read the help text. And, of course, the help text is actually just a file in the user local share directory, so you can just read it there as well if you want. And it gives you all access to all the different um, keystrokes and colon commands uh, for operating uh, TLF. Um, entering information is pretty straightforward. There's usually only one, two, 
or maybe three fields uh, for whatever particular contest you're operating. Um, it will do things like auto sequence. If you're in a contest that requires a sequence number, it will auto sequence for you. If you're doing a digital mode or a CW con contest, it will actually send CW automatically for you once you've logged a contact. Like any good contact logger, uh, it has some previously logged call sign information stored uh, so you can see what other call signs are available uh, when you start typing. So if you start with an H, it will show what call signs um, are valid or have been valid in previous contests, starting with H, so on and so forth. Uh, navigating around is usually done by spacebar or tab, which is pretty straightforward and um, typical for a curses-based contest logger to switch between fields. In the case of the ARRL field day contest, you only need to know the call sign, the station type, and the section. So you'll be logging like a 1 Delta NTX or a 5 Alpha Missouri or something like that. Um, once you've entered that information, you hit return. It will log it. Pretty straightforward. Uh, you can navigate uh, different mode types. Uh, using the colon commands, there's colon SSB, colon CW, and colon DIG for switching between digital CW and voice. Um, you can use the left and right arrow keys uh, to switch the bands. In the case of the ARRL field day contest, it's 160 through 10. Um, you can also, there are other keystrokes defined, which are in the help file, which will also switch between bands. Uh, there's like control V or something. Uh, I forget what they are, but it's easy enough to look up. Uh, the rules file, of course, will keep track of scoring. Uh, dupe checking will keep track of dupes. Um, once you've logged a contact, you can actually use the up arrow. Like if you made a mistake, you just go into the call sign field, hit the up arrow, and that will allow you to uh, edit your previously entered contact, including all of the data, including band, mode, call, um, exchange anything any part of the contact can be edited using the up arrow so that's pretty easy uh, again it will it's it kind of has an eye towards cw operations so there's lots of integration with uh keyers and uh, uh support for automating uh messages during cw contest operation i don't do a lot of cw contesting so i'm not familiar with all that stuff um but those integrations are built into it and um, it's also integrated with uh, FL Digi. So if you're doing digital mode contesting, like PSK31 or Hellschreiber or something like that, those integrations are in there as well. There's a hook into the XML RPC library, which you do have to install. There's information in the, uh, in the install during the build for including the XML RPC development packages so you can have that support. But if you include it, then it will hook directly into FL Digi, uh, keep band mode and uh, uh, contact information directly out of FL Digi sent back and forth between it and TLF. Um, there's also uh, ham live support, which means if you're doing an SSB contest and you have a radio that's supported by ham live, which is a lot of them, uh, then it will keep your band mode and operation, operational uh, parameters uh, connected directly to TLF. So it will know uh, what band you're on, what frequency you're on, and you can actually do rig control through TLF. You can actually change bands, modes, frequencies, et cetera, using TLF commands. So that's really nice. Uh, and as Coos pointed out, one of the features that TLF has that DX or that YFK test doesn't is a D, is direct DF cluster or DX cluster support. There's a DX cluster built uh, directly into it uh, with a command line interface and so you can be looking at your tlf window with all of your contacts previously uh noted uh and then there will be the lower part of the window defined uh with um a connection directly to a dx cluster so you can be watching spots during your contest and find where somebody is talking or sending cw on a band or mode that is probably accessible to you uh, and that will help you uh, tune around with your ham lab integration to find that contact and make contact easier uh, so your so your scores and your multipliers and everything go up quicker 
I guess. <laughs> um, again, not a huge contester here, but we do hear lots of questions about contest logging. So um, I, I did want to bring up TLF as an interesting option. During the ARL field day this year, I used YFK test. I wasn't particularly um, concerned about the DX cluster part of it myself um, because I was also using, as Coos did, the uh, search and pounce technique. I was basically just scanning around, <clears throat> found a reasonably loud signal, you know, got in, got my got my contact, moved on. So I wasn't I wasn't necessarily just uh, hanging out on a DX cluster trying to find spots and then going there. I was just tuning around. So to me, that's not like a huge feature. It might be more interesting in a CW or digital mode contest. Um, or if you're much more serious about it than I am, if, I suppose if you're a serious contester, you want to be able to pinpoint contacts and go right there, uh, make your contact, get your points and move on to the next. Um, I'm far more casual. Uh, so that was not that big a deal. So uh, it is nice to have that integration support, though, and I do like the fact that even though this is a curses-based, you know, terminal CLI client-based application, that it does have all of these integrations built into it, and it's a pretty nice integration as well. Uh, it's pretty seamless. It works pretty well as long as your terminal emulation is set properly. Um, your screen will will look pretty nice. Um, you know, you only have eighty by twenty-five rows. Um, you can have more, and you, you can actually include additional information. You can customize this to a, a much bigger terminal. Uh, so if you're doing like a 132-column terminal or something like that, you can you can actually pack more information into the space. Uh, but I tend to use a, a standard terminal uh, configuration of 80 by 25 lines. If you have uh, PuTTY, I believe, and maybe even um, regular terminals, will often start up in 80 by 24 lines as, as opposed to 80 by 25 <coughs> lines. And if that is the case for you, TLF will complain. Um, <laughs> it will ask you if you really want to start it up with 24 line configuration, but it's easy enough in most cases to, to just add a line, uh, make it 80 by 25 and then TLF shuts up and you don't have to worry about it. Um, so let's see. Um, Oh, there was also, um, there's a couple of cool things. Let me get back to the actual interface. I actually have TLF running right now, so I could uh, <laughs> talk about some cool stuff if I can remember what they were. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let me get back to the help file. Okay, so where was the thing about... Yeah, let's see. Let me see if I can bring it up on my screen here. Control-P. Yep. If you're in uh, TLF and you hit Control-P... Um, this actually brings up a muff screen. <laughs> so, you can, yeah, <laughs> not, not the urban dictionary version. This will actually, <laughs> one F, one F. yeah, one F will actually show you the bands and the maximum usable frequency for your particular time and place. So that's kind of nice to just have at your fingertips. So, you know, you know, if you're like, if it's going to be impossible to make contact on 15 meters because maximum usable frequency just will not allow it. Um, let's see. Oh, there's also, and I didn't actually get to try this and use it, but apparently there's X planet, um, integration so that once you have contacts logged, it will pop those, it will load those into a database and start X planet and actually show you a global map of those contacts. So I did not actually do that, but it is possible. <laughs> um, and I don't even see the keystroke for doing that, but I assume it's it's in here. Let's see. This is just a text file. So show band map. Let's see. That's alt comma. So what's alt comma do? You do alt comma. Yeah, Mac is screwy. It's not doing it. Not doing <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to go through myself here. A lot of the, the a lot of the things are Alt H for help and stuff like that on the PC or on the Linux or not on the yeah, Mac keyboard. Some, so <coughs> some, are, some are Control and some are Alt, and you know, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. A couple of things I'll mention. Um, 
just kind of digging around in the, the, the thing. If you are a CW contester and you want to edit your, uh, your, uh, control keys inside of the rules directory as the contest configurations. And inside of each configuration is the F1 hotkeys, you know, the F keys. And it gives you the ability to go ahead and edit those because obviously it's a text file. Um, so like, uh, for a field day, uh, you have, um, Let's just go in here real quick here. Open with text editor. So in the version I have, it's set up for 3 Alpha Connecticut. Um, obviously, you change that to whatever you have, um, whether, you know, your state and your section and your precedent. Uh, so you'd go ahead and put in all that. And if you want to change some of the messages, uh, like a couple of them uh, were, uh, you know, had QSL in it or whatever, and you want to shorten that up, you can go ahead and shorten that up. Um, just like you can with uh, any other, you know, modern contest uh, logger that you know you can edit your hotkeys and stuff like that. So that's kind of a cool thing. You can kind of go in and pre-edit that for the contest specifically, so you can have your uh, your standard setup. All right, very cool. And like I said, I I didn't do everything that was available under TLF because there's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh, doing confirmation of serial numbers, confirmation of call signs. Uh, like I said, switching fields, uh, tab and space, pretty standard. F1 through F12 can be defined for standard messaging. Uh, you got page up and page down, which will change your sending speed for CW contests. Yeah, and a lot of this is built for, for contesting in CW. Um, you can also, because it has ham lab support, you can actually do frequency changing and, and re-control right inside the application. Like I said before, you can uh, actually access your RIT. Uh, directly from the command line as well from TLF. Uh, DX cluster support, of course. Uh, it will write in Cabrillo and ADIF formats. So you got both of those available to you. Um, let's see. Anything else like really stands out here? <laughs> um, you can show spots. Uh, there's voice keyer, wind keyer, transmit control. You can debug your rig control link from inside the application. Like I said, there is explant support, but I don't know how it works because I didn't get that far. <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, do CW directly from the keyboard. You can you can actually type your CW messages uh, directly from the keyboard and have the WinKeyer integration actually do that for you and translate it into CW. So that's nice. Uh, you've got Alt S, which shows you your scoring um directly so you can actually see what your what your score is during the middle of the comp the, the contest so that's nice um i did not check to see if it handled like multiple operators and things like that i'm assuming it does i mean i i would think that any you know decent contest logger would support that kind of stuff um anything else i don't, I don't want to sit here and go um 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 but but <laughs> Uh, I think that's I think that's a lot of it. I mean, there there's so much more you could probably dive into this, but the idea is that it's a it's a pretty robust and fully functional contest logger. Uh, it is Linux native, written in C, as previously stated. Uh, you don't have to know any C to actually use it. It is available by package and download and uh, build via Git, um, and it's pretty straightforward for its operation. The one thing I was complaining about before we started the show was that I wasn't sure about, at least as far as the AWRL field day contest was concerned, that it didn't filter your exchange based on valid possible exchanges. The The exchange field seemed to be free form. So in, at least in the case of TLF, you'd have to be pretty diligent to make sure that you're putting in the right data. Whereas if you're using the field day contest under YFK test, it will verify and won't let you add something that's not a valid um, station type and section. So if, if that is actually something that TLF is supposed to do, and I'm not sure why it's not, uh, feel free to comment and let me know in some way um, that I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm missing the boat on that. <laughs> but as far as I can tell, the exchange entry into the log process was uh, completely arbitrary. I was able to put in whatever the hell I wanted. Um, but other than that, so if you're looking for at least a you know reasonably lightweight native Linux client for contest logging that has uh, several very popular contests built into it and has the ability to create scoring rule set files for any other contest log, um, you know you should certainly 
at least take a look at TLF until, you know, we can figure out how to uh, make N1MM a Linux native application, which may or may not ever happen. Who knows? So before we wrap this up, we do have an announcement that we have coming up. But before we get to that, we should definitely check over in the chat room and see if anybody down there listening to us has any comments or additional information about TLF that they'd like to share before we move on. And I think I have to add a person to our chat list down here. Yep, I sure do. And a couple of uh, rarely seen call signs and a new call sign in our chat group tonight. So we want to thank everybody for, for popping in and listening to this episode of the program. Uh, but if anybody has any experience with TLF or YFK test for that matter and wants to share anything right now or has a question about anything we've said up till now, that would be a good time to do it <laughs> um, before everybody goes to sleep. <laughs> I, I know I'm getting ready to. <laughs> not be, not because of TLF, because I think TLF is an interesting application, but I have to go to work early. Yep, everybody's asleep. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, contest loggers puts everybody to sleep now. <laughs> so, actually, let me just see. What were, what were some of the other contests that were available by default? Uh, looks like the uh, WAE is. That's coming up here. I think that that's this coming weekend. Um, the ARRL 10-meter contest, 160-meter contest, the DX contest, whether you're DX or USA is already pre-configured, uh, field day, sweepstakes, um, CQ Worldwide, they have some default ones for like a D-Expedition. QSO parties. QSO parties, yeah, PACC, SPDX, uh, SSA, Stu Perry uh, one as well, and uh, the WPX. So a lot of the popular contests that most people uh, try to dabble in. Yeah, I should probably try and hit something other than field day one of these days, not because I'm interested in scores or, you know, being listed in QSL or uh, QST or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> uh, Steve in the chat room, Steve KD0IJP, I should specify since there are multiple Steves. Uh, says that he heard that they're wanting to add multilingual support to November 1 Mike Mike, and I, I'm pretty sure I heard that too. I'm not sure where or when. Yeah, uh, we just had it on the Newsline report it, for Well, this see, week. I don't listen to Newsline, so. Because <laughs> you, you're one of the hosts, so I don't listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to me. No, That's not right. at all. I'll have a, I'll have a wrap-up in there of uh, World Scout Jamboree, but you guys already heard that live, you know, yes. from from the site itself so uh <laughs> don't need to repeat all that but uh yeah i did a quick one for this uh this friday's yeah and we we even got to like read online where they interviewed you and stuff yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually i they didn't interview me i just sent all the information so they just quote, quoted me <laughs> i see it was via uh, email <laughs> uh, email interview <laughs> yeah i sent like a uh like a um uh, like just sort of like a fact sheet of exactly what we did and and where everything was and blah 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 blah. So I uh, it wasn't like a true thing. I didn't know they were going to just kind of quote that. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, they're quoting me. It's interesting. <laughs> I would have put more like contextual details in there if uh, I thought they were actually going to like you know. Well, they did write a story, but um, yeah, I just I I didn't know really what they wanted. The heat was bothering me, so. <laughs> yeah, that's it, blame, blame. I had brain uh, I melt uh, while I was there. At uh, I'm still recovering. <laughs> Is that that what you're going with? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Let me see. My my terminal is messed up. Why is that? Ah, there we go. That's better. Yeah, I wish they would have the configuration stuff down in like dot config. That would make it easier, and that way it's attached to the user. Instead of having to yeah. uh, sudo and edit your stuff in the uh, user, well, mine's a user local share directory as well. <clears throat> so you do have to kind of sudo edit that stuff. Yeah, and it also defaults to your current working directory when you start the application up. So, yeah, it would be nice if they had they created a directory, but that would actually probably be a pretty easy source code fix. So even yeah. even for somebody who doesn't really know C that well, uh, it'd yeah. probably be pretty easy to fix. But GitLab, <laughs> There you go. Or GitHub, sorry. All right, so we want to thank um, the emailers who kind of brought this topic to light. We had Bob K for RFK and Coos P E four K H, who uh, who's a email threads uh, whether integrated and you know replies of one to the other actually 
were a thing or if they were independent of each other, but definitely let us down this TLF rabbit hole. Uh, so we want to thank them for, uh, for at least getting in touch with us and letting us know about this. And we hope we will definitely make sure that either YFK test or TLF or both, um, since they're pretty lightweight, we could probably include both, um, in whatever Ubuntu respin gets put out next. So. Yeah, like I say, I'll have to check that. Um, and I did, uh, just for informational purposes, I did compile this, uh, from Git on, um, on, um, Fedora. And I did have to install the incurses dash, uh, devel, um, the, uh, hamlib dot dash devel and the XML RPC dash C dash devel packages to get everything in there. Um, they recommend another package, uh, that I couldn't find that T info, lib T info and stuff like that, but uh, didn't seem to complain about anything. Um, when I got it up and ran it. So, so I mean, your mileage may vary, of course, on your system, but, uh, seemed pretty, uh, pretty easy to get it up and running and, uh, installed on, uh, on uh, Fedora as well. There is no package in the repo as far as I can tell. All right. Very good. So that means that your RPM based systems with a couple of slight modifications like, uh, you know, Fedora, Red Hat, Suzed, all those, um, should run it, uh, without too much of an issue. So. Uh, of course, it's really easy on Debian because there's a package included, but uh, the source build um, should be trivial for pretty much anyone. All right, so we do have uh, one announcement before we wrap up the show. This is one that came to us in an email a couple of days ago. We want to get it out because it is coming up very soon, um, and we'll let Cheryl, who's uh, not really paying attention. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, read our announcement before we get on out of here. All right, so our announcement is for the Kansas Linux Fest. Uh, the Kansas Linux Fest 2019 is a free public FOSS event with a Friday night movie showing on the 9th. KLF 2019 will be held in Alberg Hall on the second floor of uh, Wichita State. Interested in attending KLF 2019? Attendee registration is open. Please head on over there and let us know you'll be joining us. For those coming from out of town and needing more information in the area, Take a look at our travel page for some general services to get you started. Our formal call for speakers is open. Want to share some knowledge? Submit a talk and be a speaker at KLF 2019. That is coming up August 9th through the 11th. So it's, yeah, I'm sure their call for speakers is over with now. Uh, it's in well, it, it may not be. It's it still may, up there. Yeah, on the it website, may not. So. Yeah, it, it may not be. They may just be a little behind getting that done. But it is going to be in Wichita, Kansas, in the United States. And if you'd like more information, you can visit url.bcts.info/klf. Yep. And that link, of course, will be in the show notes, as all of the links for information about the things we talked about tonight will be. And I just noticed that my information about the folks that were in the chat room has disappeared it's though a- i'm not i'm not sure why it's not showing up there because it was entered into the etherpad before it, yeah it's not been there since i've been on the yeah me either uh, that's weird maybe i wasn't connected to the etherpad when i was putting that in there but it doesn't <laughs> matter because uh the the information should be right in front of me because i know we had ted w-a-0-e-i-r we had don k-c-9-z-m-y we had uh, Marty, whose call sign is, as I look up, <laughs> W9MRP. W9MRP. And we had Steve, KA7HVT. And we had Steve, KD0IJP. So are those all showing up in there now? Uh, yeah, they're in there now. And uh, Steve, okay, KD0IJP, says he will be at Kansas Linux Fest. Ooh, so. cool. All right. So if you're at Kansas Linux Fest, you'll get to meet another Linux in the Hamshack listener. That's very true. We'll we'll wave from Southwest Missouri because we are super busy this weekend. Yeah, we definitely are. And unfortunately, Wichita is not that far away. We're just not going to be able to get there. So we actually had a puppy from there until recently. So that's true. Uh, but I think we have made it down to the end of the program. So we want to thank everybody who was in the chat room listening live tonight and everybody who was listening live, who wasn't in the chat room for listening live tonight. And we want to thank everybody who downloads this and listens to it after the fact, we hope you uh, get a little bit of useful information out of it. That is kind of our goal. So this has been episode number 295 of Linux in the ham shack, our deep dive into TLF. 
I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4D73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hand Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.